Welcome to the Power in the Pandemic podcast. You're listening to the Power in the Pandemic podcast. I'm your host, Maria. Throughout the upcoming weeks and months, PowerShift's project is partnering with the Oxfam In-Depth podcast to share the experiences of people living through the coronavirus pandemic. I really think, you know, African voices and the voices of particularly Black African women are very much missing uh, when it comes to the discourse around climate, the climate crisis and how it's impacting communities right now. And I think that that's the role that I can play to find ways to help get those out there and to support those communities as much as possible. At the start of this episode, you heard the voice of Maggie Mapondera, our speaker for today's episode. Maggie's an activist, communicator, and facilitator from Zimbabwe, who has been involved with feminist and social justice movements globally, and particularly in Southern Africa, for more than half of her life. She's currently coordinator of communications, solidarity, and alliance building at Women, spelt W-O-M-I-N. The organization unites African women against destructive resource extraction, and they do amazing work across the continent. You should definitely check out their website in our episode notes below. So let's start by listening to Maggie explaining a little bit about what she does and what motivates her work linking gender and climate justice, especially the importance of elevating voices and visions of those being impacted. Using the platform that women has and that other collectives that I'm a part of may have to help to amplify the issues that communities that are really, really facing the, the heaviest burden when it comes to climate change right now, even though all of us are experiencing it in different ways, to use those platforms to amplify their voices, amplify those issues. And I mean, for myself, I really think, you know, African voices and the voices of particularly Black African women are very much missing uh, when it comes to the discourse around climate, the climate crisis and how it's impacting communities right now. And I think that that's the role that I can play to find ways to help get those out there and to support those communities as much as possible. And I really think, I guess, um, the climate movement um, really like spoke to me um, in a lot of ways because I, I started to connect more with um, activists who were really, um, you know, women in, uh, in Senegal, for example, whose homes are disappearing on the coast because of the, the sea levels rising or communities in, in Pumalanga, South Africa, who will tell you, you know, we can't breathe, we can't breathe, you know, because of the pollution, the levels of pollution that are taking place there from uh, coal-fired power plants, um, or communities in Zimbabwe who are facing incredible levels of violence um, from highly militarized um, diamond uh, fields in eastern Zimbabwe, and who, and you hear the stories that women are telling about what they are facing and how their communities are being completely ripped apart by mining companies that have no care for agriculture or the ways of life that these people have um, existed um, with for centuries. Um, no care at all for, for any of that. And, and just sort of realizing that many of these issues are obviously interlinked. 
um, that the system in itself is violent. The system of capitalism is violent. The extractivist capitalist system in particular is violent. And so how do we now start to organize um, and to, to fight back against mm. that? As you can hear, Maggie's carrying out fantastic work elevating historically marginalized voices in the African continent, especially those of women. But she's also aware of her position working for an NGO and how larger organizations can often drown out the voices of these activists. Listen to her reflect on these complex dynamics of representation and how histories of violence must be grappled with in order to do justice to visions of feminist and climate justice activists today. It's always been a challenge for Black women's voices to be heard in whatever arena it may be. So there's historical racist injustice that we are pushing back against. But I think also it's it's really the job of sort of movements and organizations to step back, particularly organizations, NGOs, to step back and give that space, offer that space to these communities. And so even me being in this interview, I feel a conflict because I feel as if I'm also stepping into the space that might be better used for um, an activist from the oil fields in Nigeria or an activist, uh, you know what I mean? And because I may be Black using the platform that women has and that other collectives that I'm a part of may have to help to amplify the issues that communities that are really, really facing the the heaviest burden when it comes to climate change right now, even though all of us are experiencing it in different ways, to use those platforms to amplify their voices, amplify those issues. And I mean, for myself, I really think, you know, African voices and the voices of particularly Black African women are very much missing uh, when it comes to the discourse around climate the climate crisis and how it's impacting communities right now. And I think that's, that's the role that I can play to find ways to help get those out there and to support those communities as much as possible. I may be African, but it's, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to actually mention it at the beginning, but I was just like, let me not say it, but like, let me also say it now that, yeah, there is like um, attention in even my voicing here, because I, I'm in the NGO world and part of uh, this uh, community that in some ways um, needs to do way, way better in terms of amplifying those voices and offering space and platform for, for the voices of Black women to be heard. Um, and I think, yeah, there's, there's such like a historic the historic injustice of how uh, Black women have been impacted by colonialism, um, impacted by um, histories of violence that are playing out across the continent that have to be grappled with and understood so that we can begin to lift up those voices and support those women to be able to speak out. What Maggie shares contains some really thoughtful reflections for all of us working to communicate ideas and change narratives, and anyone really who works with representations of the world, be it researchers, writers, or artists. It makes me think a lot about how to avoid the institutional co-optation of voices that usually are not part of the debates, and also the moral responsibilities as well as the personal conflicts that come into play. So let's go back to Maggie, now talking about this crazy moment in time that we're all facing. 
She makes it very clear from the beginning that the COVID pandemic and the climate crisis are deeply interlinked. Their effects are both magnified and reproduced by systems such as the food and agricultural systems, as well as globalized chains of production. And in this way, Maggie believes that COVID hasn't necessarily created new issues as much as it has exacerbated and further shed a spotlight on the pandemic of inequality that still hasn't been resolved. This interlinkage between lack of access to basic resources and services by many populations, as well as a new virus which keeps spreading, is what is causing the most devastation right now. I don't think you can separate the the crises. I mean, especially yeah. with you know diseases like COVID. You know, there's it's well documented about um, the roots of such diseases and encroachments into natural habitats and you know, that they're jumping from animals to humans. And that's about like the means of production and the means of agriculture and food systems that need, that's a whole thing that needs to be addressed under the umbrella of like our climate activism. So I, so I think it, um, we can't really separate them. And, you know, even now, you know, mining companies are continuing to operate with impunity coal-fired power plants have continued to operate with impunity like none of that stuff is stopping none of the disasters are stopping so we can't really separate these issues i think they're intertwined and the crisis only serves to lay bare what was already there and to exacerbate it in different ways i mean i think right now it's it's such like a it's a strange moment. Um, and so for me, what has been really helpful is to listen, actually. Like, what are the women in the communities that um, I'm connected to through work and other spaces? What are they saying about what, what's actually happening under lockdown? Um, what are they experiencing? And so many of them are, are, are talking about issues that they were already talking about before but that are playing out in particular ways, um, particularly burdensome ways or violent ways now. So for instance, um, there's communities in South Africa who have not had water for over 20 years. However, now because of COVID-19, they are unable to do hand washing and all of the things that uh, we are being told will save our lives from this, from this uh, disease because they don't have access to clean water. Um, and so what it just, what it offers is a, a slightly different lens, but it's the same, the same core issue that they were facing before. It's just now COVID-19 is giving it a whole different um, angle. And the same thing with issues around food sovereignty. Um, communities are people are not able to go out to work anymore they're not able to earn the little income that they once had um how are they supposed to feed themselves and feed their families they can't um and now we're being told you cannot go anywhere it's the same core issues are still there of food water violence domestic violence violence against women on in different scales uh repression of activists who dare to speak up against these things um, it's just that COVID-19 is shedding a different a different light on them so 
like I almost feel like yeah I, I I don't know if COVID like we should we should just be like let's focus on the issue COVID as adds to our analysis it adds to like the context in the moment and intensifies things in particular ways but those core issues that we're organizing around are the same i agree with maggie on this because the pandemic is actually exposing the violence that was already there in our societies but with huge injustices laid bare the language of change has also gained prominence and volume and the pandemic presents new horizons for other types of social organization as well as new entry points to claim rights now let's listen to Maggie share how she sees this moment as an opportunity as well for powerful realizations around historical and systemic violence, and especially for challenging systems of oppression with more boldness. COVID-19 has, because it's a magnifier of what's happening, um, I've never seen so much discussion in the mainstream around like systemic violence like ever in in my lifetime of like people talking about like race and class and the intersections of privilege and all of these things like it, like I honestly it's like been quite like interesting to observe on like Twitter and other you know spaces of like more mainstream discourse and that this is this shared experience is where we can build connection and build solidarity and begin to organize and sort of understanding that we cannot, like you said earlier, we can't change the system um, with a surface level approaches. We have to really approach it as a system. Um, and how do we begin to dismantle that system piece by piece? Um, and it's only when we recognize all of these interlocking forms of oppression that are taking place and playing out on our body and playing out on the bodies of so many people around the world, the majority of the people around the world, that we can begin to, to break it down. People are talking about it more. And I think that's, that's incredibly powerful. And it's a real moment of opportunity for us to see because people are really receptive to speaking the language of change and revolution and transformation. And we, it's, it, the burden is on us to really seize the moment. And if we let it pass by, then it's really a wasted moment, um, particularly because our enemies, our oppressors are using this moment as well to further their own interests. So we have to really like push hard and counter that. So that gives me hope that there are openings that I didn't see before and opportunities that I didn't see before. And I really think people are organizing despite this craziness, despite these restrictions that people may have, people are still finding ways to like connect and creative ways to like get their message out there, to confront local municipalities that are not giving them water, to do all sorts of things. And I, and I think that's incredibly hopeful that even in the midst of this difficult moment, people are still pushing, are still finding ways to strategize and really challenge the system. And I think you can always sort of have faith that like people will, will do that. And it, it sucks sometimes that we have to keep doing that and we have to keep fighting, but like there's hope that people will still fight. Listening to the mini series on climate, COVID, and care in partnership with the Zine published on August 24th. You can find a link to the Zine and more about Maggie and her work with women in the episode description below. 
Calls for systemic change are getting louder and bolder by the day, and we're seeing with starker clarity how multiple threats to human dignity interconnect to put many lives at risk. And with clarity comes responsibility, despite the huge paralysis that all of these accumulated and multiplied injustices can bring. There are so many fronts to tackle, not only at the intersections of climate and gender justice, but I share the rays of hope that Maggie finds in all of this mess mainly how we're seeing more mass energy rally together to shift power from the hands of very privileged few towards the benefit and health of the majority. The cracks of this crisis can help us break with the past and reimagine what our societies could be. Remember that in the next few weeks, we'll be releasing content from this series through our podcast channel, as well as our Power Shifts Project Instagram. Make sure you stay tuned and follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. <laughs>